Holding its qualification only from the distance of infinite depth, the icon is not the concern, any more than is the idol that here at least it confirms, of the artistic domain. The painter presents one of the possible media, the perceptible, to the opening of a face, just as the sculptor who consigns to stone the brilliance of the god, the first visible, mobilizes the memory by a perceptible medium. But, as the idol can exercise its measure of the divine by concept, since the gaze as well can invisibly reflect its own aim and in it dismiss the invisible, the icon also can proceed conceptually, provided at least that the concept renounce comprehending the incomprehensible, to attempt to conceive it, hence also to receive it, in its own excessiveness. But precisely can such concepts be conceived? The only concept that can serve as an intelligible medium for the icon is one that lets itself be measured by the excessiveness of the invisible that enters into visibility through infinite depth, hence that itself speaks or promises to speak this infinite depth, where the visible and the invisible become acquainted. When Descartes establishes that the idea dei would be given as idea infiniti, and that this, quote, for the idea of the infinite, if it is to be true, cannot be grasped at all, since the impossibility of being grasped is contained in the formal definition of the infinite, end quote, he indicates a path that is at least similar. The icon obliges the concept to welcome the distance of infinite depth. Obviously, this distance is valid only as infinite, hence indeterminable by concept. However, it is not a question of using a concept to determine an essence, but of using it to determine an intention that of the invisible advancing into the visible and inscribing itself therein by the very reference it imposes from this visible to the invisible. The hermeneutic of the icon meant, the visible becomes the visibility of the invisible only if it receives its intention, in short, if it refers as to the intention to the invisible, that is, the invisible envisages as invisible only in passing to the visible as face, whereas the visible only presents to sight as visible in passing to the invisible as intention. Visible and invisible grow together and as such. Their absolute distinction implies the radical commerce of their transferences. We find again at work in the icon the concept of distance, that union increases in the measure of distinction and reciprocally, Without here taking up again the intrinsic relation of the icon to distance, let us simply indicate some of the perspectives that one opens on the other. Valid as icon is the concept or group of concepts that reinforces the distinction of the visible and the invisible as well as their union. Hence that increases the one all the more that it highlights the other. Every pretension to absolute knowledge therefore belongs to the domain of the idol. The icon has a theological status, the reference of the visible face to the intention that envisages, culminating in the reference of the Christ to the Father, for the formula icon of the invisible God concerns first the Christ. It would remain to specify in what measure this attribution has a normative value, far from simply constituting just one application of the icon among others. As much as idolatry, because it measures the divine according to the scope of a gaze that freezes, can nevertheless attain to an actual experience of the divine only at the cost of being reduced to one of the so-called gods, so the icon, as it summons to infinity, strictly contemplation in distance, could not but overabundantly subvert every idol of the frozen gaze, 
In short, open the eyes of the frozen gaze as one opens a body with a knife, opens its eyes upon a face. The idol places its center of gravity in a human gaze. Thus, dazzled as it may be by the brilliance of the divine, the gaze still remains in possession of the idol, its solitary master. The idol always moves, at least potentially, towards its twilight. Since already in its dawn, the idol gathers only a foreign brilliance, the icon which unbalances human sight in order to engulf it in infinite depth marks such an advance of God that even in times of the worst distress, indifference cannot ruin it. For, to give itself to be seen, the icon needs only itself. This is why it indeed can demand, patiently, that one receive its abandon.